2: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Rainstop Play. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm joined by Glenn and Zach this week. Glenn, how are you over in Iowa City, Iowa? What's the weather like in Iowa in April?
1: Tell... tell. It is. It varies. It, I, I was trying to explain it. There's not one word. You know, you go from freezing and like these these kind of like snow showers to it was like I almost said 80, which means nothing for most of our listeners. Free, maybe 25, but... maybe 25 oh, yesterday. Lovely. Playing a bit of footy. My footy. My football season. My, I'm not playing too much cricket. the minute, but my football season does start next week. So stay tuned for some sporting updates from me. Well, that's good. And that brings you us nice on to Zach.
2: Hello, uh, up in Leeds. Um, your cricket season must have started by now. Are you playing? Are you netting? How? Have you? Did you winter well? Are you netting well? You, tell all.
0: Uh, I would love to say I wintered well, but, and I, and I maybe I did, but I then broke my finger, didn't I, oh, before the did. season started? So mm. that just curtailed pre-season. I played in an Inter club game last, not last weekend, but the weekend before, got bowled first ball opening the batting, uh, but then oh, was given God. a given a reprieve because oh, it was first ball in this club game. It was really, really sad. That's sad. Uh, then made, don't know, about 12, hit 1-4. Played a nice cover drive at one point, but yeah,
2: it it was really scratchy. Okay, well, you can only go one way this season, Zach, and that is upward after a first <laughs> ball dismissal. And then they go, oh, you know what, mate, have another go. Uh, so that's our sporting uh, entertainment at the minute. Um, we're going to start this week with news. Uh, part two, we'll look at uh, the county champ and the IPL. Um, so if that's what you're interested in. Skipped about halfway through. You'll hear us talking about that. Uh, for now, there is a bit of news going on, but of a Twitter storm actually. I think it's worth starting the podcast with this week. I was fresh to this. I, I sort of knew there were bits going on, but the boys have uh, updated me, and, and we'll update you now uh, about Joe Clark and George De Bell, who now works for the Cricketer, which is painfully behind a paywall. Uh, which I will I, I pay for some journalism, by the way. I'm not one of those guys, but I don't quite pay for the Cricketer yet. Maybe that's a chat for another day. Um, but George DeBell sort of def- defending or promoting uh, Joe Clark's potential England selection. Um, uh, Glenn, I'm going to let you talk about this now because you're more informed than I am about it and, and just what the Twitter storm is and, and why it's a big issue at the minute with Joe Clark.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, kind of quick intro down and it is it is a really important topic um so yeah quick overview for listeners who might not be um following this um so yeah george DeBell, as you said he's moved from espn uh, over to the cricketer recently um he wrote a piece for the cricketer um in which he stated um quote i hope clark is picked this year and this is me saying he was referring to england and quote i hope he succeeds and i hope he uses the platform he gains to talk about these issues and be the role model His huge talent suggests he could be. Um, So for listeners who aren't aware, um, Joe Clark took part in a a really horrifically misogynistic WhatsApp group chat uh, while playing at Worcestershire, uh, in which players pretty much gamified and boasted about sleeping with women, had like, quote unquote, body body counts and really horrible misogynistic stuff like that. So what's really important to note, as again many listeners will be aware, uh, this wasn't just solely a group chat where people were being horrible in it. Um, Alex Hepburn, uh, Clark's best friend and another participant in the chat, was actually um, convicted um, of sexual assault, of rape, um, in 2019. Um, So, uh, Clark and Tom Collar-Cadmore, uh, who was another player involved in the chat, so all three of them were in there. Um, Clark and Collar-Cadmore uh, were suspended from their England Lions duties once the news of this group chat became public during the trial. Um, they were eventually both charged of bringing cricket into just repute, uh, fined quite a pitiful £2,000, and banned for four matches. Now, the main issue we have here with this Twitter Storm, and why I just think it's just puzzling, uh, why why do Bell's getting so involved in this, the main issue seems to be that Clark doesn't appear since his ban, since this fine. we're moving on, he's playing county cricket again, he doesn't appear to have shown much, if any, remorse for his actions. You know, from what I've read and others seem to have seen, he does appear more sad about the situation's effect on his batting and how it knocked that um, than the trauma of Hepburn's victim and, you know, the wider misogyny um, that, that kind of thrived within this within this chat space. So the question is, and what a lot of people are asking online, quite rightly, is why uh, then is the bell using Clark and the words role model in the same sentence? And then and this is where the kind of Twitter storm kind of really comes into it, Dan, doubling down with it. Uh, on Twitter. He seems exceptionally keen for some reason to die on this hill. And I think, I speak for quite a few of us, probably probably on on this pod where, you know, we've really appreciated DeBell's journalism. He's done some great stuff, uh, really great journalism regarding, you know, British cricket's uh, racism scandal. So why on earth is he dying on this hill, basically defending somebody who has admitted to being ridiculously misogynistic and whose best friend is, you know, uh, is a convicted rapist? Um, So this is just a summary of what's happening uh, online in the last couple of days and i do want to point listeners to a really excellent article um uh, written by uh, char purdom on daisy cutter it's titled a great week to be joe clark and although it was written earlier this month i think it's even more vital and relevant right now considering uh DeBell's really controversial and uh, controversial and disappointing comments
2: great summary glenn thanks for that because like i said i was pretty um naive or i hadn't read about this situation so i think that's important that everyone's aware of that and and for me reading sort of a lot of uh women on on cricket twitter who are very uncomfortable about joe clark's selection like the fact it clearly offends them that much i think suggests that you know it's clearly a problem so let's let's why is he dying on that hill that is that is the big question for him at the minute and it's fascinating that that piece you referenced in the daisy cutter which is a great little fanzine uh which we'll link in the description uh, was written a month ago because it feels like it was written in response to what happened today really um and the kind of storm around that um zach anything on this it's it's pretty ugly really isn't it and i asked the question again why is the bell dying on on this hill it's um clearly something that makes a lot of people uncomfortable clearly something that you know the lack of remorse is a big issue um i just want to hear your thoughts on it as well
0: yeah, it's it's been something that's kind of been been bubbling for a while. This this new kind of De Bell thing is is big, but like there was there was talk again when he was he he did quite well in the Big Bash, and there was again talk of him getting picked for England. He was then made a a reserve on the West Indies tour for 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 England's Test side. He was kind of put told to like be on hand in case there was a few injuries and all of these things have led to big kind of reactions on twitter understandably i don't think you should play for england and ever and there's lots of kind of journalists there seems to be lots of pieces coming out from pretty reputable journalists saying oh you know clark he's he's reformed but clark himself has never really come out and said anything to show he's reformed to show he's changed in any way and the kind of great week to be Uh, Joe Clark came out when he got he was one of the first picks in the 100 draft I think he might have been the first pick so got a you know a lovely little 125k paycheck on that day and lots of other cricketers were celebrating that and it was it was it was really uncomfortable and it was and this was really well outlined in the piece where it kind of says you know he's dangerous well okay he might Alex Hepburn obviously dangerous Joe Clark may also be dangerous seems pretty misogynistic and then there's all these other cricketers who are kind of just okay with this which you know leaves well it's just not great really is it
1: yeah very much a great critique in the article of you know cricketers kind of closing ranks and ignoring the effect this will have on you know female and obviously non-binary spectators as well i mean seeing a guy who's 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 admitted to to saying these horrible things you know putting on an england shirt i mean It's just it's just not good enough. And you could see the same thing, obviously, or similar thing, an analog in Yorkshire happening. You know, when this you know racism scandal unfolded, you could see you know executives closing ranks. You could see why so many people had to eventually had to go because they basically just turned their back on 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 Rafik and other players who had suffered in Yorkshire. So yeah, it's such a shame, you know, that we have to start this pod with a a really interesting story, but we've covered racism and now you know we're back into sexism and, and misogyny. I mean. You're seeing real limited progress, I hear, for, for for cricket in England right now.
2: Um, and you know, maybe we should have done this daisy cutter piece as a, as a pitch inspection, as we do on the pod, because it's a great piece. I want to kind of bring up uh, a point the author made about just generally the way the men's England side references or lack thereof the women's side when they're doing well. You get the sort of occasional clapping hand emoji quote tweet from one of the England lads when the women like get to a semi final of a World Cup or uh, Eccleston takes six for but you don't seem to get the same sort of vociferous support that the, the women give the men. Um, and there's definitely something in that, I think, and this is just, this is just brought that out. So well worth a read of that piece and, and thanks Glenn for sort of, um, highlighting that situation because I suspect that won't be the last we hear of it. Um, so definitely good to cover now and, and to keep your eye on. Okay. So final bit of news to uh, wrap up part one, slight tone shift. I know, uh, but the Wizard almanac, uh, is it out now? Is it out soon or it's been announced or something. Um, Zach Phillips on on the headlines from this is this five cricketers of the year who are they and and why
0: so, so we had the kind of usual the usual it gets announced on Twitter and then everyone kicks off cuz it's not <laughs> Virat Kohli and Babar Azam and and uh Lawrence Booth the editor even puts in his kind of tweet announcing it now the rules are it well basically it's very English it's very English summer focused it's the people who five people who are good in the English summer International players don't really win it unless they were playing in England that last summer, hence why you know Jasper Boomer and Sharma won it. It's the first time two Indian players had won it, which, you know, pretty good. They were both really good. Can't really complain about that. Devon Conway won it as well. He did have a like an absolutely exceptional year, broke onto the scene, double century on debut at Lords scored some runs for Somerset as well let's not forget that would have been the clincher for him still averages about 60 in test cricket which is silly uh, the other two winners were Danne van Niekerk who led the Oval Invincibles to the first women's 100 final title sorry <laughs> and it was a big year for her she has had some injury problems since but Lawrence Booth kind of justified this by, by saying the women's hundred was such a big event for women's cricket last year. He wanted to get someone who was kind of involved in that and a big player in that and who bigger than Denevan Niekirk who had a really, really good year with the bat and ball. And the fifth one was a little bit contentious because it was, it was Ollie Robinson who did, you know, on numbers alone had a very good summer since then he's, he's had lots of injuries. And also during that summer, he had, the whole debacle where he, where historic tweets were dug up and he, you know, said some really horrible racist things. Again, Lawrence Booth defended this by saying that he felt that they'd he'd served his time because he was suspended for like what one game or something, and it was years and years ago, and he apologized, so they didn't want wisdom wasn't the kind of body to give him more of a more of a kind of punishment was the, was the justification. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to there's always a couple of people who feel a bit hard done by by this I think Liam Livingstone was very much yes. hard done oh, by
2: that's the name I was just going to bring up I can like he, he was the, he was last summer for me he for was yeah. like, the size of some of the sixes he hit for England for Birmingham Phoenix for good Lancashire I'm guessing at some point he was like he captured the imagination I think a little more than perhaps Ollie Robinson did
0: yeah I completely agree I thought he was you know every every innings of his it was like oh Birmingham Phoenix are playing Oh, I better watch. I better
2: yeah, watch you Liam turn Livingston. the TV on for Liam Livingston. That's what they wanted from the hundred, right? Especially when that was on free to air. People sitting down and watching Liam Livingston, not Ollie Robinson bowling seventy-one mile an hour looseners. I'm going in for Robinson here. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. He's just, <laughs> just, just just annoyed that he's got a stiff back all the time.
1: Yeah, it's not like the most, uh, yeah, exciting pick you'd say. And oh. one thing, one thing, Zach, I got A question for you. I was just, I was going through these, and I really was puzzled by, I guess, like the type of award. And just correct me if, I've, uh, if I'm wrong here, but like, there's. My right in saying there's like five cricketers of the year. Then we have leading men's and women's cricketer. And then leading T20 cricketer comes out of nowhere. Should there be like a leading ODI cricketer? I just the the awards themselves I just found really strange. I don't reading through them. It just felt like it was kind of a random grab bag of, of awards they have just set up themselves.
0: Yeah, and there's lots of kind of, I don't know, there seems to be far too much kind of emphasis put on who they pick and how much of a big moment it is, you know. Fair enough, you know, the, the, the awards, the the, the the difference is the interesting one, because obviously leading test creator of the year. The rule with the five is obviously they can't have had it before. So that's why Joe Root couldn't be one of the five. And obviously with the bat, he had a very good year.
2: But sorry, as I'm a sorry, I'm just checked out. I'm checked out. There's too many rules for an award like I that I don't care much. about. It's who actually cares much. about what the Wizard Almanac's got to say? And I'm not trying to sound like that bloke in the Telegraph who hated the Wizard Almanac for no reason. I'm just saying, like, is it is it actually relevant anymore with people under fifty-five?
0: I don't think so. I I don't think I've I don't think I've ever read one. I, I might
2: have. No, done, I've, I've I might have picked one up in a Smiths once and just gone, "What's oh, no. a big?" and put it back down. Yeah.
1: It's just the perfect thing to have on your kind of Zoom bookshelf, isn't it? Yes, I mean, w- what yes. more do you need? <laughs> <laughs> it's Zoom absolutely. bookshelf
0: fodder,
2: so who cares what's in it? You just <laughs> got to see the spine, absolutely. Um, do you want to talk about a Telegraph article? Actually, it was I can't remember the bloke's name, it was just some gambling old man, and um, he said that it was too woke or something like that, and um. There was, there was too much wokeness in there and it's rubbish now, basically. It was a really angry piece, lots of big, lots of big words and nothing much was said, um, but worth mentioning.
0: It was also just a, a really bad piece. I, 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 yeah. I, You know, I'm not a journalist. There's loads of reasons why I'm not a journalist. One of them is I'm <laughs> really terrible at writing, basically, but this guy simon herford for the like first half of the article he just doesn't really say anything and there's no kind of structure or coherence to what he's saying he's just kind of babbling on like he's going to come to this big point about why it's why it's so bad without really saying anything but you know he talks about taking the knee and black lives matter being this anarchist organization that wants to take down capitalism and all that <laughs> right
1: like, a book came yeah. out like settled down I, know. I love that it, he's he's pivoted from Marxist to now anarchist. He, he he's he's <laughs> leapt from ideology to ideology there. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, and just... I'll link that in the description because it is well worth a read. You would have to have access to the, get to the Telegraph though, so maybe get yourself a free trial or something. Yeah, and
0: if and... you try if you if you want longer free trial, just phone up and tell them you're cancelling. They give you six months more free trial.
1: <laughs> there we
2: go. That's the consumer advice.
1: I think he's. uh, I think he 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 picks up a. I think a speech from Stephen Fry. He starts going off about Stephen Fry for some reason that's included (laughs) in Wisdom. And I think Stephen Fry made a joke about um, about the sanity of Telegraph readers, which which he included. It's just yeah. It's just it's not even worth our breath really talking about it too much. But it's just a really ridiculous piece that seems to think. Bottom line, you know, Wisdom is is too woke. That's 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 the selling point. And so so Dan, you're saying Wisdom's too boring, and this bloke's saying Wisdom's too (laughs) woke. So I, I think they're getting it on all fronts here
2: (laughs) poor wisdom just stick to the mag they do a lovely magazine i'll give them that it's a nice mag um i still don't even know what an almanac means um (laughs) so let's should we end part one there um that will that will probably do thank you to wisdom the almanac for a bit of content uh part two we'll take a look at the IPL and the counter champ
0: without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop
2: Hello, welcome back to part two of this week's episode of Rain Stop Play. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Glenn and Zach. Um, to round this week's episode off, we're going to go around the grounds, well, around the competitions, I guess, around the franchises, something like that. Uh, start the IPL, which is, we think, maybe halfway through now, Zach, at least four weeks in. Um, and knowing the IPL, that might be about an eighth of the way through. Um, we, we know we we'll get an idea of who's good now. Um, I followed some of it. Obviously, you can't get away from how good Josh Butler is. He's amazing. Crazy stats. Kyle Rahul as well, actually. Shout out to him. A Couple of hundreds already. There's a lot of good batting knocking around. Um, and Mumbai have still not won a game. Those are the two big headlines, right, would you say?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. You know, Mumbai's still not won a game. They're still not picking Tim David, who, you know. B- Dan didn't know who he was a month ago, but he's a big oh, fan I, now.
2: I think he's a myth. I've never seen him play. You, you all talk about him, and he still hasn't played a game. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: this big conspiracy we've got against you, Dan. Is We even got, we even got Ben Jones involved in well, it. Well, like, yeah, Ben Jones got stuck into
2: it. And I'm like, Tim David is such a name someone would come up with as well. It's like, <laughs> that's obviously not a real name. This guy's obviously not real. Never seen him play cricket.
0: Well, and also, it comes back to the old thing. You should never trust a man with two first names. <laughs> that is... Yeah, so that works so well. Maybe <laughs> that's what the Mumbai coaching staff are thinking, and that's why they're
2: not picking him. You can't, trust, can't him. trust him. No, agreed. No. Something shifty about that, isn't there?
0: Yeah, on, on Mumbai, though, they are they are truly terrible. Ishan Kishan has been just in terrible form. Not really. I know we're all big fans on the pod, but I don't really know what's happened. I can't really pinpoint what's going on. Scored well, 8 I saw, 20.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That was the one time I watched him back this year. What the hell was that? That was weird. <laughs> How could he do that? That kind of sums up Mumbai right now. They seem in a rut. Yeah, he seems to have just kind of like, t- t- he just looks like a
0: struggling anchor now, rather than this exciting young player who he was last year. Very strange. Yeah, they're in a rut. One kind of shining light for them is Tilak Farmer, who has uh, been scoring lots of runs, hitting lots of sixes, but without much support. He He was one of the 2020 Under-19 World Cup finalists, uh, alongside Bishnoy and Jaiswal, who are also doing pretty well in the IPL. Uh, Sunrisers are quite good, is another bit of news. Sunrisers out of nowhere. Five games on the bounce without without seeming to be very good. They did bowl uh, RCB, who are one of the favourites out for 68. Uh, but, you know, other than that, the team just doesn't look very good. They've got Tripati, who was doing really well for KKR last year. He's been hitting some runs. Kane Williamson's been, you know... His average is good, but, you know, he goes at 120. You're not really too worried about him. They have got chief fraud, uh, Nicholas Poran, who's been, you know, doing OK. They've just got a few players who are doing OK, really. Nothing, They're just nothing special. But they've somehow managed to get five wins on the bounce, even though I think on paper they're one of the worst teams in the tournament. They did have a, remember, a giant Marco Janssen. He was good fun for South Africa. He took a 3-25 for 25 against RCB, so, you know, he's doing all right.
2: Was he the answer to one of your quick questions a few weeks ago about tall reach, highest reach in world cricket? Or he was was he the reference point and there were two that had a higher reach than him. That was it. Big guy. Big guy. Big, big guy. Yeah. Speaking of big guys stepping up, Joss
0: Butler. Very, very oh, good. Guys in Nick, isn't he? Guys seeing it big. It's it's silly how good Nick is in. It's it's actually getting a bit boring. It's like, oh Josh Butler scored another ton, is it? Oh God. <laughs> you just stop. Oh, God. And he's just... It, it. There's been lots of talk about whether he's been actually slowing down kind of in the in the power play. And I tried to look this up to, to back it up with some stats and it's just completely not true. In the power play, he's striking at 150 and averaging 111. So he's just never getting out in the power play and still going along at a pretty good rate. And his strike going average is better than ever and he's only getting
2: dismissed every 50 balls in T20 cricket this year, which is... It's pretty good. We all... Do we all remember Butler batting at six discourse? Do we remember do we remember that? That's gone now, I think, hasn't it? Um for me this is I was chatting with some mates about this. It cemented his like his status as a white ball player, obviously, but his like get him as far away from the test team as is humanly possible and give him the white ball captaincy in a year's time. It feels so set in stone now, right?
1: you beat me to Absolutely. it that was that was. That was <laughs> i saw
2: you captaincy. i saw you i saw you ready glenn <laughs> i
1: was I was waving away i was like yeah it's funny because some people a few people you know commentators and, and such you know looked at this and being like oh well he's in such good nick obviously it might make sense for him to come in and the funny thing is you know bringing him back into the test team well then there's the potential to you know drop the captaincy in his lap as well but completely agree dan this is a, a man who's proving precisely why he is one of if not the best opener in in um short form cricket Um, in the world right now, you know, and T20 and obviously ODIs he's excellent at as well it's like, he clearly thrives he's clearly flourishing here, here why drop him back into this, you know, fire that is the test team? Just let him do his thing, do it well. He's clearly an unbelievable Nick. Might be, you know, breaking records to the most hundreds in the tournament ever if he continues at this pace. He will, clearly will. Um, let him do his job in T20s and that's that's end off. Just folks, whoever best o you you keep away. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, you're right.
2: It's funny, the people who are like, this means you should be in the test team. I think we're on the same page that this means he should be even further away from it and, and, and keep him there. And I just can't wait to see what the, he can do with the rest of the IPL. Like, you know, like I said, we're halfway in and he's already done this. So, um, would he drag Rajasthan over the line, though, Zach? I mean, Chahal, you mentioned in our notes, it was very, very good. I saw his hat trick and his five for whatever game that was, whatever day of the week that was. That was pretty cool. They look like a fairly, fairly coherent team. Will will, will be smiling, wherever he is right now. Yeah, it's
0: a weird one because I... I, I... Do they look like a coherent team or have they just got a couple of players who are really good? It just seems like the two got...
2: players that are like playing out their skin makes everything look coherent, isn't it? If they were both rubbish, this would be Mumbai chaos territory. But I feel like every IPL team at the minute is is that close to being chaotic or perfect.
0: Yeah, I think that, that's that's a really good point actually, because yeah, there's a few teams that are kind of like relying seem to be relying on one huge innings. Chennai look pretty awful as well. We mentioned last week Gujarat are kind of relying on someone playing the innings of their life every game. Yeah. Lucknow had a KL Rahul hundred in amongst a hundred they hit 160 yesterday. <laughs> it's like, what's that? <laughs> CSK have decided to drop M- Moeen in England watch and they're just they're batting Mitch Santner at three. And I know I know that on this podcast we have a lot of hate for Mitch Santner, so.
2: What's going on there? And he's taken Moeen's place. Wow, we're doubling down. <laughs> With Bell doubling down, but on Santa instead of, uh, you know, questionable people. <laughs> um, Any more England watch for us, Zach, actually? Uh, Tamal Mills, he must have been dropped by now. I saw he was going for a lot. Um, and, and Chris Jordan's been struggling as well. I know we mentioned these both of these guys last week as well, but still struggling, I'm guessing.
0: I don't think either of them have
2: played a game. Well, there you go. To that, honest, that about sums Jordan's, it up, then,
0: Jordan's it? not playing now. Yeah, Jordan's not playing now. Mills hasn't played a game since he got, he only had a couple goes. I I think Mills should definitely get another go. Mm. You know, he's, if you look at kind of stats over the last three years, he's got like the best death, he's got the best death bowling economy of anyone who's bowled over, you know, 20 overs at the death. So he's clearly one of the best. So he has, you know, bowled a bit less than a couple of the other kind of world-class players, but he's a very good bowler at the death. I think he should be given another go kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's probably, you know, a, a broader conversation for a later time. But it does make me think, you know, just maybe how unbalanced this England kind of T20 unit is. I mean, the batting is is, is, a, is a wealth of riches and <laughs> you're going to have double the batting lineup and it would still be world class. But the bowling, I mean, some of our best bowlers uh, are not being selected. You know, it, it's worrying. And you wonder why. Well, you look at some of the performances recently in you know, the West Indies series. You're like, well, yeah, if I was an IPL franchise, maybe I'd be giving them a breather for a few games. So just something to keep in mind, I guess, moving forward and thinking about, you know, England competing in T20s like feels just a little bit unbalanced
0: I do think though you add there's a certain uh, Joffre Archer that you add back into an attack and it just looks balanced Uh,
2: it's the same for Mumbai and England England.
1: yeah it's the same he feels like I don't know like Father Christmas at the minute like you all know he exists but have you seen him (laughs) (laughs) I haven't really him.
2: I saw highlights of him bowling Uh, I think it was the Ashes 2019 which is now coming up to three years ago which blows my brain and we've just not seen him since then, basically, have we? God. Because uh, I don't count that New Zealand series. But anyway, um, yeah. poor Mumbai and England, I guess. It's
0: always later this year. He will be back and he's only going to play T20s. I, I've, I've told him he's, he can't play any more test cricket. Yeah. He's
1: banned. Yeah, has off on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, have
2: an office call, you have an office call with him? Get on speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've looked at the numbers. It, it's, no, yeah. your arm's going to fall off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, fingers crossed we see him back. Uh, but thank you, Zach, for that little IPL update. Um, lots to keep on top of there. Um, let's move on to the County Champ, which I've been enjoying. I do like a bit of County Champ, as much as I can keep on top of. Uh, we will look at Div 2 because Sussex are in there, and therefore we'll make sure we talk about it. Without them, maybe we'd struggle. Um, but we'll obviously start with Div 1, uh, and we'll start with Somerset because you boys are both Somerset fans. Um, Strugs, Somerset, Strugs, it's, it's tough over there by the look of it. Um interesting, uh I this was in the Guardian piece, you sent me Glenn, uh little sort of summary of it, that Abel won the toss batted and was just like Captain's knock, wasn't it? And then couldn't quite um get them over the line against Surrey, who are basically playing loads of all rounders by the sound of it, which I like the look of.
1: Well, yeah, half half a former England team playing for Surrey. Um but yeah, massive, massive innings um from Abel, Captain's knock. Zach, you were there for a couple of days. How was it? How was it actually being there?
0: yeah it was great i was in in our office i was working but it was yeah nice. sure yeah the yeah. last
1: uh... <laughs> sounds good to me mate yeah okay. the
0: last we had the last kind of hour of play in the sun on thursday just sat sat with a beer watching Abel get his ton was oh was, wow was very nice yeah. sounds lovely it was very nice so was, and, and as as there was last year when we went to this exact uh fixture as our our yearly meetup mm. there's loads of somerset fans anywhere you go there are somerset fans
2: what is, is that? Do they travel well? Or is there like a Somerset fans diaspora, diaspora, whatever that word is, of, of sorts of <laughs> people spread across the country? I feel like there's just lots of Somerset fans, really, because it's like the a West,
1: country diaspora. Classic. Yeah, the West <laughs>
2: yeah. country diaspora. It could be, though,
0: because like, I, w- I went to Scarborough last year and obviously I'm saying this as a Somerset fan who lives elsewhere. So I'm mm. kind
2: of, yeah, right. I am that. You know, I, I, bet Glenn, I bet Glenn yeah. if 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 Somerset ever went to Iowa and played on one of your pitches out there, you'd see a few Claret shirts or whatever <laughs> colour they are. <laughs>
1: um but I guess what's not funny is that Somerset, you know, we've yeah, played three, lost three, uh can't seem to string together a convincing innings, apart from apart from the first one, and yet the middle order. I mean, my problem, I want this will probably we won't spend too much more time on this, but we were batting pretty much. I think five number elevens. Our our, we, our middle order was comprised just of Davis, our keeper. Then we get to Craig Overton, who's painfully out of nick. Then Josh Davy, Jack Leach batting number nine, Siddle and Ooh. Brooks. I mean, I mean, Ooh, what, that's I a terrible. high number nine. What is that?
0: I I I'd like to I I would like to disagree with you there Glenn. I think we're playing four number nines. I think Craig Overton's a good number 9. Peter Siddle, yeah. pretty decent number 9, got a test 50. Josh Davey looked really good in his innings and has opened the batting for Scotland and then Jack Leach. You know, we've seen what we can do. He's got a 19 opening the batting in Test cricket.
2: You know. Still, the problem with that is Glenn rightly points out whether you're saying there's loads of number 11s or loads of number 9s is in April in England the top order will fall pretty quickly and it's open season. Then isn't Precisely. it as as happened in this game? You know, there's no resistance.
1: Like there's no potential resistance there. To to get away with that, you need your your higher uh, higher uh, batters to to. to convince and to get runs and we just haven't and yeah abel's abel's um 150 was stunning and you know renshaw's been all right and obviously banton and abel both getting 50s in the second innings but there's just a bit of a lack of i think just grit and determination about this team and that's pretty much the without being too dramatic that's you know probably championship hopes pretty much extinguished within the first month i'd say zach looks horrified that i've it's mentioned like bre- somerset and championship in the same breath <laughs> it Looks like a relegation fight boys
0: yeah, I think we could we could be an exclusively Div Two podcast come next year.
1: <laughs> no,
2: because Sussex will get promoted. Uh, we'll come on to them. Oh, yeah. uh, let <laughs> um, shout out to Sam Curran, who's back playing cricket again. Made eighty, good for him. Uh, manages overs only about ten, so fingers crossed. I'd, I'd love to see him back in the Test team. Um, he helps that balance, doesn't he? Uh, let's go to Old Trafford, where Lancashire had a daft team out uh, with Sakiba Babu, Jimmy Anderson. Hassan Ali and Matt Parkinson as part of that bowling attack. Um, I think Anderson only took one, maybe. Maybe he just two. I don't know. It wasn't a lot, anyway, because Hassan Ali, like, stole the show. Um, and let's talk about Shah Massoud as well and just, like, Pakistan cricket is doing really well in England at the minute. Um, what did Hassan Ali take in the end? He must have had 10 in the match, must not he? And then Massoud's got nine. 611 runs. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Hassan Ali took nine for, including one that was doing the rounds on Twitter that just kind of like swung in and jagged in even further and just looked completely unplayable.
1: Ridiculous. And yeah, it
0: was, it was ridiculous. One other point in that game, though, is Josh behannon 200, going to play for England at some point this
2: summer. Yeah, the, the chat is all about him, isn't it? Playing, mm. playing. And I saw, again, in this Guardian piece that he would per, he would slot perfectly either above or below Joe Root at, at, at two or four, depending on where England want to put in probably four realistically um but yeah that's one to watch and then Matt Parkinson as well who who is getting a lot of um a lot of success in April which is good and spinners are getting quite a lot of success in April actually Danny Briggs taking wickets um I, I've run out of names off the top of my head but there's two um Jack Leach uh, gets to take
1: one <laughs> okay though.
2: great and, and I'm he keeps doesn't, doesn't get in a game so <laughs> maybe that says something about those two or who knows um but yeah good to see Matt Barker said he's got to get a game this summer if he does not get a test match this summer i think we'll all collectively lose our minds um we'll see uh here's a fun one James Vince captain is on our notes i didn't write it who wrote that put your hand up talk about it
0: You got some run well, i did i did because because Hampshire hit 652 and there was tons for Dawson Brown and a very nearly a run of ball. I think he, when he got to his hundred, it was hundred at a run a ball for James Vince. And could he be England captain? Probably not. No. Will he do? Will he play another test? Maybe. Will he do well? Probably not.
2: But you know, <laughs> the discussion's the there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the discussion was there. The discussion is over. Um, Yorkshire draw to North. Drew draw English. Yorkshire drew to Northants. Um, Milan will play a test this summer. I reckon. That's got Zach roll over it again. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> to defend that one. I, I think,
0: and we we will cover this in more another day, but I think by the end of the summer, we, Milan will be three in at least one test. It will happen because someone it's will come like in.
2: break like, glass for David Milan, isn't it? When it all goes beat on, and you, you, you pop him in it through and just hope he nerdles a 20 or something. Glenn, think, you want to see him back?
1: Yeah, I think I do. I, I don't have a problem with him in the side. I think he's reliable. And I think he showed that... I think it was at the start of the Ashes, he looked like it was basically him and Root were the only two reliable ones. And yes, let's be honest, his form did trail off um, quite quite alarmingly in that series. But I, I just think he's just got a bit of class about him. He's obviously got that international experience. And I know this is a transition team, but I think having Hing, I just don't feel nervous seeing a batting lineup for England. And he's he's in and amongst it. You know, he usually will get a solid, you know, probably 40 plus every other innings. It's
2: a fair point. I think with like the... Uh, upcoming, well, at the time it was the upcoming birth of his second child, I think kind of, I think, distracted him at the end of the ashes. Obviously, in trapped the West Indies. I think potentially because he was dropped in the Red Bull reset, I don't know, or he was given, you know, some sort of paternity leave, but yeah, maybe we'll see him back. Fair point, Glenn. Um, I like this I like this period of county championship because I know the cricket going on internationally, and this is the time that the players sort of put their hand up and say, I want to play for England this summer, and we're seeing a few of them. Uh, let's go to Div 2. Uh... Sussex are properly rubbish, Zach. I mean, they are, aren't they? And I'm, I, I, I follow the stream or I just look, I keep, I use the QuickViz app, um, which is very useful. We're not sponsored by them by any means. I um, know, know a few people who work were there. Um, <laughs> to keep an eye on it. Anyway, I digress. And they just can't take wickets. They lost by innings again. And despite like Pujara and Rizwan in this middle order, Pujara off back-to-back tons. Uh, Tom Haynes, who... Uh, has to play for England as well I don't think he will this year but he's got to be on the short list or the long list um to also have to take a threefer as well as open the batting it's not a good cricket team Zach it really isn't
0: yeah I had no idea who bowled and I asked a friend of mine who's a Sussex fan like what what's going on there Tom Haines took a threefer and he he assured me it's some really you know proper up and down medium pace you know does a bit you know it's just what we like. It's what we love in the county championship. It's, it's what does well.
2: <laughs> but it doesn't, We we can't get 20 wickets. I don't think we've taken 20 wickets this season yet. We might have in in game. We have had a loss, a draw, and a loss. And I want to say we didn't take 20 wickets in any of them. A really, really tepid bowling attack, really. And no Jack Carson, Annoyingly, Must be injured or something. I don't know. But he's rubbish. It, it, Sussex are bad. But I will go down to home and watch them play regardless. Um, Shaheen versus Labashane was a thing. Um, and this brings on to a point that, well, Shah- Shaheen got in twice, by the way, but I saw this on Twitter and that this was happening and Cricket Australia tweeted about it and not the ECB or anything to do with county ch- uh, cricket really bigged it up on Twitter. And this is kind of a, a wider point that like they're not doing their job properly, are they, to promote this, really? That that was a, hu- that's a huge battle between one and one test batter. and I don't know where Shaheen is in the bowling rankings, but it's probably high playing in Div 2. Where was the promotion for that?
1: I completely agree, Dan. That's a really good point. And, you know, these are two of the best of best players in the world on their day. Like, the, no exaggeration to say that. And, you know, you've got world-class players, for example, like your Pajara, who got another 100 in a losing cause for the for Sussex as we just touched on. Um, Yeah, I love I I didn't even know Rizwan was around. That that seemed to have passed me by. So well, people exactly, are just but popping that's, up. But
2: it shouldn't. Like, with people like you, Glenn, who follow cricket, to an extent, should know, do you know what I'm saying? That they've not done enough work to make sure everyone knows about that. Like Rizwan playing for, I'm sure like some people know, but not enough, basically is what I'm saying. Uh, And they should do a better job. How about, can we have the chat about like match of the day for county championship? Because this isn't our idea. Of course we've seen on Twitter, but why isn't there, or I suggested maybe the football league show. Why isn't there a version of this with someone talking over the top of stream highlights, 20 minute package on the YouTube channel, the county champ every week.
1: I think, I think I I agree There's the, there's got to be more coverage. I think obviously the problem with, I can see that working really beautifully for the Blast and probably for, depending on what state, sad state it's in, you know, the kind of one day cup that's that's in oh purgatory right now. I know, I know you hate it, Dan, but certainly the Blast, the Blast could have a, you know, a football, football style highlights package. I think what is obviously difficult about doing a similar thing for the county champ, not only do you have two divisions, so a load of games, but at the same time, how do you condense? You're not going to do it day by day. So how on earth do you condense, you know, three or four days down into one? What a couple of highlights what what could work is something as much as i hate this and you can mock me as much as you want maybe a kind of slightly americanized style kind of you know plays of the day plays of the week where you get the best wickets and you get the best shots you get a rundown of kind of the results and you get here was here was the innings of the weekend here was you know some of these wickets which we've talked about just now that i think could work because the quality of of cricket in the county championship is so good and then if you turned on the tv and you see shaheen versus labashane going at it you know duel of the weekend right international duel of the weekend that would have that would attract so many people who love t20 cricket and they're like well hold on the wisdom best t20 player in the world is now playing in division two i want to go out this weekend i think there's loads of, of ways to do it that's more creative
0: i think the county championship on twitter did this at one point like in a couple of years ago maybe 2019 did kind of like plays of the day or something and yeah. they do they do like a they do like a poll on player of the round and they show they share clips on there but I think they did kind of every day picked a few kind of performances and showed highlights of them but they don't seem to do that anymore
1: I know who did do it uh, with, with some success. I'm not the hundred really pushed this on the BBC site. There was very much plays of the plays, of the week plays of the rounds and they did it. And it was maybe a little bit too intense because, you know, it's very colorful, very vivid, very intense. I mean, you'd probably need a slight shift in tone for the county champ, yeah. but why not jazz it? Why, you know, why not jazz it up a little bit, you know, get a bit of music just because this, yeah. you know, this is a sign of wider neglect, which you've touched on really nicely, Dan. I think yeah. it's just, is there a lack of, will a lack of funding but that's you know, what what's it the feels problem?
2: like a lack of will because a simple tweet from the ecb account saying here's the link to watch shaheen versus labashane
1: i would click on that if that's, i saw that, that, on that Twitter, not, i would click on and it and
2: that's not complex so that suggests to me a lack of will or just a lack of trying and just like they look at the county champ and it's sort of just about surviving crawling around over there they're busy looking after the baby the hundred and, and making sure that's all colourful. Uh, it feels like a lack of will, but I do like the idea again of keeping the hundred vividness and colours and 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 cuts and noise over county championship highlights with like proper BBC Radio Sussex commentators <laughs> set over the top. Really jarring. <laughs> a really fun juxtaposition
1: that might be wonderful. <laughs> that might work. Who knows? <laughs>
2: we we spoke about and I can't remember who tried it. Zach, you know his name, the Australian fella. Um, he tried to do like a Gillette Soccer Saturday thing for the last round, didn't he? Uh, um what's his name adam collins is it something like that was doing like a he did it to some success i thought at the end where they were just they were chatting in a room and they were cutting from stream to stream depending on what happened um but as you said glenn it's a very complex uh environment the county champ so it's hard to keep on top of it all uh that'll do for your county championship roundup though and that'll nearly do for this week's episode but of course we have to end with a quick question um did we have we didn't have one last week did we Zach I can't remember if there's an answer to give people no no so let's just go straight into this week's um what is it
0: so every year as as mentioned on this podcast there is so much fanfare over the wisdom five cricketers of the year but can you remember who the five cricketers of the year last year were because I, I my, looked this up and my, I, I couldn't remember a single one
2: <laughs> to, to my point earlier Zach no I don't, I don't know <laughs> like I don't, I don't even, I, I half know this is a thing, but I hardly put it in my diary. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm guessing, but last year they would have been talking about the summer of 2020, wouldn't they? So we're talking about the players of summer 2020. Okay. Um, let's New do Zealand? A
1: few... Who do we have? Who came mm. over? Uh, West Pakistan. Indies
0: and Pakistan came over. There are three English players, a Pakistani and a West Indian.
2: I'm gonna say oh. Zach Crawley for his double hundred. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, who did what, what? How many? Sorry, how many uh, non-English were there? Was it one West Indian and one Pakistani? I can't remember. Do well West Indies or Pakistan?
1: Did Shaheen so, bowl well? Was Shaheen in the set-up?
2: No. Baba no,
1: maybe? Ah. Uh, no, yeah. that's I, I, I've absolutely no West idea. Indians,
2: Bra- Brathway, was he any good? No, it was it was one of the middle order, Blackwood gosh so, well this is how you know culturally significant it was in Almanac is. Um, I mean I can barely remember what happened in that summer anyway so we listen uh, to the old pods yeah let's go, <laughs> go back to the, the archive talking about. <laughs> 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 if you want to go back to the
1: stop play archive please
2: do um, anyway we will reveal the answer to that one uh, next week but that'll do for now thank you very much for joining us uh, Glenn thanks for the chat good to see you thank you and Zach thank you very much we'll see you next week thank you and thank you for listening. We'll be back at the same time next Tuesday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.